0: Hey, everybody. This is Brad Williams, and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching, and we look forward to seeing you in person soon.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the B4 Church podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am your host today. And in the spirit of continuing our conversation on what it means to be for the city, I have invited my very good friend and former office mate, um, Fabi Colmenares, to join us on the podcast today. And she is actually joining us from Venezuela. So, hi, Fabi. How are you?
0: Hi, friend. I'm good. So good to be with you. So good to see you through the screen. But like, it's it's really nice to be with you. <laughs> From Venezuela. Yes, I'm very far away right now.
1: <laughs> we are recording through Zoom. So if there's any sound weirdness or delays, that's what's going on because you are in Venezuela. Um, and I have had the privilege of getting to work with you and know you for four years now, um, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But for those of you who maybe haven't met you before, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, maybe something about your journey with Jesus, how you ended up at B4, whatever you want to share.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, so I'm from Venezuela. I grew up here and um, grew up in a Christian home, Uh, went to church my whole life and started my relationship with Jesus when I was in, you know, Sunday school. So I've known him my whole life and I grew up in church. So um serving, going to every event, uh, all the youth camps and all of that. And uh, when I was 18, God actually in one of our youth camps, he called me and he said that I was going to be a missionary, that that was his plan for my life. And I wasn't really sure about that. But it took a lot of years and a lot of convincing <laughs> for me to um, get on board with that plan and that idea. But uh, it's been really fun. Um, I'm the oldest. I have a brother and a sister. And uh, my parents, they all live here in Venezuela. So I get to spend some time with them right now. And it's, it's been really nice to be home with them. I, um, I left Venezuela 11 years ago. So it's kind of nice to um, be home and, you know, spend like extended ex- uh, period of time with them. So I'm I'm loving it here
1: right now. Yeah. When was the last time you were in Venezuela and how long were you there for the last time?
0: Well, the last time was two years ago. I came for my brother's wedding, but I was only here for like 14 days. So um, and before that, it was it took me three years to be able to come back. So. Uh, I'm really, really excited that I get to spend time with them this time.
1: Yes. And your family is super excited to have you home as well, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah, they are. We're all loving it. It's it's nice to just do life together and spend time doing just, you know, living, doing normal stuff. Nothing like, you know, (laughs) with an agenda or anything. It's just like being together, like lots of family meals, good stuff. I'm eating a lot. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yeah, just being get together are there. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be home and eat uh,
1: our food. Yes, all the native Venezuelan food. Um, can you? You are on staff at Beaverton Foursquare, but as you said, you are in Venezuela right now. Can you just let our listeners know why you're in Venezuela and why you've been there for so long? Because I'll be honest, I've missed you a lot, and I hope you come back soon. <laughs>
0: I miss you, too, friend. I miss all of you. Um, Yeah. So I came home um, because I need a new passport. And it's, as you can imagine, in the midst of a pandemic, uh, it's been a challenge to to be able.
1: I'm sorry. Oh, I said that does not sound like a fun task.
0: No, it's not. And uh, unfortunately, with all the COVID restrictions and stuff, it's taking way longer than I anticipated. And um, if you guys that are listening want to pray for me, please do. I need to get that passport so I can go back to my B4 family and all the beautiful people I miss there. I appreciate all your prayers, please.
1: Yes, we're going to pray against your parents who are praying that you get to stay a little longer, but that's fine. We just want you to come back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: I think, yeah, that's been a battle. (laughs) The one's praying for the passport to arrive and the other's praying for me to stay longer. (laughs) We'll we'll see who wins.
1: It was on God's side on that one.
0: Oh. Um, yeah. So
1: tell us a little bit about what you do at Beaverton Foursquare when you are here normally. You are actually still working for B4 while you're in Venezuela, but what is your job? What do you do? What do you love about it?
0: Oh my goodness, that's a great question. I do love my job at B4. Um, yes, I'm still working. I'm doing everything I can, you know, like everything that the technology allows me to still be involved with. And then, but when I'm, I'm normally there, um, I'm the local missions pastor, and I get to coordinate most of our efforts to serve our community. Um, sometimes we serve the people directly, like when we do the food boxes, or when we do English Corner or Foster parents Night Out, when we have some of those ministries are our own. We get to serve the people in our community directly, but we also partner with amazing organizations and other ministries that also serve our community. So we serve our community by supporting them. Um, they're amazing. They, they do um, amazing things and they serve our community in unique ways. So I get to be involved in all of that. I also do some of the global stuff I get to lead mission teams when we go to India or Alaska or Guatemala, and I love my job, all of it. When we serve locally and when we get to go globally, I love both. Yes. And
1: what our listeners may or may not know is last year when we were doing food boxes, you were the brains and the feet and all of the other body parts behind that whole endeavor. <laughs> and I think you were probably having nightmares about groceries for months afterwards.
0: Well, yes, I used to enjoy going to the grocery store (laughs) before that and I do not so much now. (laughs) (laughs) A little too much time. I I had like six months of basically running my own um, grocery store when we were doing the food boxes last year. And yeah, that that was enough. (laughs) (laughs) That'd
1: be enough for anybody. Um, So how did you end up being a pastor focused on missions? You said you had this idea that you thought God was calling you to be a missionary when you were younger. So kind of what did that journey look like of moving from God's calling on your life to where you actually are now?
0: Yeah, it's it, it's been amazing to see how God works and He moves all the pieces and kind of guides you to the right places. And um, first of all, I never thought I would be a pastor. That was not part of my plan, but of course, it was God's plan. And uh, so I was a missionary in Guatemala for five years before moving to Beaverton. And then I moved to Beaverton to go to school. I got a master's um, in Mulnoma University. And when I moved to Beaverton, I started um, praying for a church and I started visiting different churches. And some of you have probably heard this story before, but I visited before on a Mission Focus Sunday. And that's how I got connected though. to before. Yeah, I it, it was pretty amazing and how that did all of that. Yeah, and then me being a missions pastor or working in missions is like is my passion. It's been my calling and it's been my passion. I'm a missionary myself, and I love to serve people, and I love to serve the people outside our ch- the walls of the church. You know, like. I love the people in our church, but I also love serving the people outside our church. And God has given me that passion. And so I love to inspire others also to get involved in missions. And there's something really special and unique when you step out of the church walls and you see what God's doing in other places. And Mm -hmm. to be part of that is pretty amazing. So I... Yeah, I love missions and I love being a missions pastor and I love my job
1: at B4. So, Pastor Brad, we asked him this question, and I wanted to pose it to you because you'll have a little bit of a different perspective since your focus is on missions and outreach. So, when you you hear this phrase that we've been using, for the city, what does that mean to you, and how do you hope that that idea, that phrase, motivates our church um, as a whole and also the individuals in our congregation?
0: Awesome. Yeah. So— for me, being for the city is, you know, it's our mission. It's what we all should do. And um, I get really, really excited. Um, I'm super passionate about missions and uh, serving our community. So for the city means like awesome. We all get to do what I do, what I'm passionate about. And mm-hmm. that's what I want everybody at our church to To have that same passion and that same um, energy to be looking for ways of how we can serve our community. How can we be a light in our community? I think that God places us in specific places for a reason and because he wants Mm -hmm. to use us to to bless the the place where we are, to be a light in the place we are. And when we are for the city, that means that we get to be intentional in looking for opportunities to be that, to live that way. It's not just talking about events or um, serving opportunities at church or waiting for the church to put together an event once a year for us to be able to serve our community. It means living intentionally, all of us as individuals, all of us as children of God, we understand that God has placed us where we are so we can be for the city, we can be for our community, we can be for those around us. So I love that before is for the city and I really, really love and I'm really thankful that I get to be part of that every day with my job But I also want to leave that out as a person and I want everybody in our church to do the same. Um, So part of your job,
1: a big part of your job actually, is being the connector between our church and some of our partner organizations that we're hoping we can partner with them to be for our city. So last week, we actually heard from Al and Lisa from the Beaverton Resource Center. So we know about them, but well, who are some of our other local partners in the Beaverton area that B4 supports and that people could potentially get involved with?
0: Yeah, I love um, the Beaverton Resource Center. I think that's one of the most amazing resources our community has. And I'm so glad we get to partner with them and we get to have them like right on our yeah. campus. I think that's such they a blessing. I'm us. so excited. Right there. I know, it's a. It's like we have them on our campus. We, yeah. we can be with them all the time. So I think that's amazing. But um, as you said, yes, we... A lot of what we do, we do with um, community partners. Like when you think about our community and the ways we can bless our community, we need to understand that we cannot do it all alone. Mm-hmm. And we are so blessed to have our community partners. Like we don't have to do everything because there are other amazing institutions, organizations, and ministries out there that are already serving our community so well. So for us, it's a blessing and it's a privilege to partner with them. So um, ministries that I can think about, one of them is Road to Hope. You probably have heard Mm -hmm. me talk about them in other occasions, but I really love that ministry. I think that what they do is amazing. So they take care of um, young women that are pregnant and they don't have a network. They don't have resources. Sometimes they're even homeless and they provide for them like a safe place and Mm -hmm. they give them all the tools so they can have a future that their babies can have a future. And as they say, they change to life at the time, right? Like the life of the mom and the baby. And I think what they do is amazing. And we love them. Another of our bigger, um, big partners is the Beaverton School District. Like we do so much mm-hmm. with them. Like last year, the beginning of the pandemic, all the food boxes you were mentioning before, we partnered with them. We partnered with other churches. And we were able to feed 1,400 families every week, for 24 weeks, just because we were partnering with them. Like, yeah, it's amazing. And the good relationship with we have with the school district is such a blessing. Like the fact that when mm-hmm. the the school shut down and they came to us and they say, hey, we need help, um, the kids that get free lunch in school won't have the food, what can we do? And that's how the whole food boxes ministry like came up to be last year. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. Uh, we also partner with Holy Trinity, the church next door and Barnes Elementary, the school across the street. And we provide backpacks with food every week for like 75 kids from Barnes. We also have the after-school program that we do with the kids from Barnes that I'm so excited that we get to have again this fall. Yay! Yay! We get to have the kids! We get to have the kids come into our campus every week. Again, this year we have missed them so much. And Holy Trinity Barn Sale Mentor—they are all—they are also great community partners. Um, we also work and work with and support um, amazing organizations that work with the refugee population. Um, hmm. One time we we have a heart for refugees, and we wanted to serve them, right? But We didn't really know much about it. So we were trying. And then we found out that there are so many organizations that are doing such an amazing job serving the refugees that we said, like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to support them. And the work Mm -hmm. they do with the people. So through them, we have been able to meet these families and like from different cultures and countries. And we have such a beautiful relationship with them because we support these um, organizations like Portland Refugee Support Group and PDX Friends of Refugee. And it's been amazing that we get to be part of the refugee community through them. And they will be having like ESL classes on our campus and they have, they, they host their events on our campus like very often. And it's, it's just great to have those relationships. So and I can tell you like more and more and more because we have great community partners. <laughs> but um, yeah, we probably will be here all day if I do that. <laughs> Those are the highlights. Um,
1: If you want to look at some of our other community partners, you can go to our website at b4church.org slash outreach. And I think all of our current community partners are listed there on the website. There's just a short description. Um If you want to learn a little bit more about some of the other organizations, because as Fabi said, she loves them all. And if she gave a description of all of them, this would be a very long podcast. It'd be very interesting, but it would be very long.
0: Yeah, but it would very... Uh, it would be very long. So, yeah, check our website under For This City. And we have everything that it's going on. And there are listed some of our community partners. But if you ever have a question, hey, don't hesitate. Just come and ask me uh, or email me. And I would love to tell you more about all our community partners.
1: Yes. And the easiest way to get a hold of Fabi is probably to email missions, one word, at b4church.org. Um, And her and the rest of the missions and outreach staff um, check that email address and can help answer any questions that you might have. So that's a lot of information about our local partners, but not only do we partner Locally to be for our city, but we also partner globally to be for the city of God throughout the world. So what are some of our, or who are some of our global partners or how are we involved in places other than Beaverton?
0: Yeah, um, I love our global partners as well. Like, actually, I cannot tell you enough how blessed and how privileged we are that God has connected us with like such amazing group of people, like not only locally, but also globally. I love our global partners so much. They're amazing, amazing people doing amazing things for the kingdom of God. And we're so privileged to partner with them. Um, One of our, we have... um, partners in India, in Nepal, in Venezuela, in Guatemala, and the Solomon Islands and other places. And to me, what's most amazing about what we do globally is to see the connections, is to see how the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit leads us to those specific places, to those specific people that we get to partner with and to see how mm-hmm. the relationships get stronger and are built during the years and like how we get to be part of the amazing things God is doing in, in those other places. is like it's my favorite part of our global partners. Like they're all amazing people doing amazing things. And the fact that God chose us to partner with them is amazing. Um, for example, in India, we have we support two schools in India and, and one in Nepal. We have a feeding program for kids in Guatemala before they get to go to school. They come to this place, they have a good meal, and then they can go to school and learn, right? Uh, we also have a feeding program here in Venezuela. We support a community here, and about 400 people each week get to have a nutritious meal when they come to this feeding program, we provide like clean water in so many places, like in Venezuela, the most recent one, but like in the Solomon Islands or Papua New Guinea, we also have um, these projects with water. And it's just amazing to see how God connects us all, how we are all part of God's big family. And he uses us to partner with people all around the globe. But I want you guys to know that we consider each partnership in prayer and we ask the Holy Spirit to be the one making those connections because we don't want to just be another church bringing money to a community somewhere. We want to partner with these people. We want to be family with them. And we want to just be part of what God's doing in those places. And that's how we get to to do it. And it's very, very special. So every project, every everything that we have going on around the globe is because the Holy Spirit had led us to those places and specifically to those people. And it's been a privilege for me to get to see that.
1: That's awesome. Um, just a question. I think I know the answer, but for people who are listening, as a church, when we're talking about our global missions, are we only supporting like global organizations? Are we supporting individual missionaries or is it a mixture of both?
0: It's a mixture of both. We support over 20 missionaries around the world, but we also support very specific um, ministries, like for example, Bright Hope School in India Um, or, you know, like the feeding program here in Venezuela. It's very specific people, but we also have Yeah, more than 20 missionaries that we support are around the world and they're doing amazing things. That's awesome.
1: So since you are in Venezuela, and I think you were tasked, I know you were sent a camera and some other things, um, to kind of document some (laughs) things that are happening there. Can you kind of give us an idea specifically there of what are some of the specific needs in the country of Venezuela right now? And then how has B4 partnered with ministry partners there to kind of help take care of some of those needs?
0: Yeah. So uh, many of you know that besides the pandemic, right, that every nation in this world is sadly Mm -hmm. suffering and going through, Venezuela is also suffering from like a very, um, very huge economic and political crisis and has been for the last decade. So the situation here is very very complicated uh one thing is when my family tells me about the things that happen here and then it's been a completely different feeling being here and seeing it by my for myself mm-hmm. and leaving it you know so yes uh it's very complicated it's very difficult there's a lot of need People, um, minimum wage is like $4 a month. So that's nothing. And people struggle to find the basic things and to have food. And, you know, they're literally surviving the situation. And COVID has made it so much worse. You, It's, it's unbelievable. Um, so we, for the last almost five years now before have been partnering with a local church in a community called El Tamarindo outside the city where my family lives. My family lives in Barquisimeto city. And then we partner with this local church in El Tamarindo and we have been able to support them and provide for their um, feeding program. So they make this meal and like between four and 500 people come each week to get that. COVID, of course, had impacted that. And sometimes because they cannot have that many people gathering together, they, they've they been trying to do smaller gatherings two, three, four times a week, depending. And But one thing I can tell you about that, it's not just a feeding program because when they come, they do it at the local church and then the local pastor Um, gets to share the good news about Jesus with the people that come every week to get the food. And because of that, the the influence that the local church now has in the community, it's amazing. Like everything that happens, they come to the church, they find find the pastor and ask for help to the pastor. And one very uh, specific thing is that With all this crisis in Venezuela, like more than 5 million people have fled the country, right? And um, in that specific community, the amount of people that have left is very minimal compared to other communities around the area because they have seen how much God cares for them that because we started that feeding program five years ago, other people in the community have started some feeding programs or other initiatives as well. So people have been able to have at least some food and they have decided to stay. So it's a very safe community. uh, And I'm, I'm really excited to say that, you know, like people are not feeling the need to flee the country because there's still some resources for them in the community. And that doesn't happen everywhere.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's a very, very tangible um, benefit or impact from, you know, our presence in that community. Another one is like last year during COVID um, we were able to provide them with a water well like they haven't had any water, clear water from like almost five years and something like a pump or something broke and the government never fixed it. And um, but there is a lot of good water underneath the soil. So because of Pastor Mark's expertise with water, we were able through. um Via online, we did everything online. (laughs) We partnered with a local person that um, helped us like coordinate the project. But uh, through that, we were able to dig a water well, and now the people of El Tamarindo get free, clear, drinkable water from that well. And it's another tangible blessing for the community. So uh, before, you may have no idea where El Tamarindo is in the, on the map, but please be sure that you are making a difference on this side of the world. And the people of El Tamarindo are very, very thankful and grateful for that.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, you showed me some videos of when the well was first fixed and people were coming and being able to like just stick their head under the water, like under running water for the first time in five years. It was so much joy. Very hilarious, actually, because just like how happy people were of just something that we take for granted every day, which is having running water. And that's amazing.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And every I, I've been able to visit the, um, the community a couple times since I've been here. And every time I go and I see people going to the tanks, because we also had like two huge water tanks set up Mm -hmm. so people can have the water all the time, even if they, for whatever reason, like there's no electricity and the pump is not working. The tanks are always full so people can uh, have access to the water. And every time I go and I see them going to get water and how happy they are and it's just, it, it warms my heart, and I'm. Um, it makes me like really proud of the things we do at B4, and so privileged too that we get to help people and we get to be part of the things that God is doing. You know, I think um, it's amazing, and as you said, we 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 take those things for granted. But when you see what a different Just having clean water can make in other people's life. It's like, wow, thank you, Lord, that not only that we have that in America and don't have to worry about that, but also that we get to provide that for other people as well.
1: Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, we as a church and we as individuals have been very blessed. We may not feel that way all the time, but definitely we are very blessed. And we are blessed not just so we can soak it in, but so that we can be a blessing to others as well. Um, So if someone's listening to this and they're super inspired and would like to figure out a way that they can be involved, whether that's locally. I know we're a little limited right now globally as far as like we're not going on as many trips as we normally would. But what are some ways that people can get involved, whether that's through giving, through serving, through prayer? What might that look like?
0: Yeah. um, Well, as you said, we're a little limited right now with our global Travels, but we are hoping that we can start taking teams, uh, mission teams next year. So if you are interested about going to any of the places we go, we go to Guatemala, Alaska, India, and Nepal every year. Just send me an email, and I'll keep you uh, posted on the updates and when those trips may happen. And if you want to start locally, we always we're always looking for help either. Going places and serving or having a co drive we're going to have in September or a food drive for the Thanksgiving boxes in the fall. You know, we're always in need of um, help. So you can either check our website, as I said, under uh, for the city, you will find like the current ways that you can get involved and serve. Also, um, as Ashley mentioned, you can always give and say that it is for our missions department or for our missions, but a huge help for us is when you give to our Advent campaign that we normally do at the end of the year. That's when we uh, raise all our funds that we're going to use Uh, For the next year. So that's also a huge help. Every time you guys give, you guys are so generous. And the only reason why we get to do all these amazing things locally and globally is because of B4's generosity. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Another way, of course, is for you to be praying for us and our missionaries and all the things that we do. So if you would like to know more about how you can be praying for us, you can send me an email again at missions at beforechurch.org org. And you can I can send you a link so you can sus- subscribe to our uh, before missions monthly Newsletter. You will get stories about the things that we are doing and you will get uh, prayer requests and also um, information about upcoming events or things uh, that we're doing or how you can be involved and start serving with us. So also, when I get back, feel free to find me in the lobby during services or whatever. I would love to meet you, connect with you. So don't hesitate. When I get back again, hopefully soon, you will find me. (laughs) Um, always in the lobby. So don't be afraid to just um, say, hey, Fabi, I want to connect with you. I want to know more what you guys are doing or whatever.
1: Yes, and you'll have a name tag on. So even though they can't see you in this lovely podcast interview, if you see someone (laughs) whose name says Fabi, F-A-B-I, that's who you're looking for (laughs) in the lobby. um, Yeah, if you are interested in getting involved in any way, signing up for that Missions Monthly is definitely a great way that you can do that. You can either email Fabi, she can help you with that. Or you can also go to our website, beforechurch.org slash outreach, and down at the bottom of the page, you'll see where you can subscribe to the Missions Monthly, which is probably your best course of action, no matter how you would like to get involved, because you'll get all the most up-to-date news and all the things. Um, Before I let you go, Fabi, is there anything else that you would like to share, Um, whether that's something you forgot from earlier or a word of encouragement, anything at all? Open mic to you.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Yes. uh, If you guys have an idea or there's something in your heart, like you see a need in your community and you have an idea, hey, if we did this, we could help this. Or if you want to start a mission, a project, whatever it is, please feel free to reach out to us. And there might be a way for us to support you and you can start serving your own community somewhere. Or we're always looking for new ideas and new ways um that we can partner with people to serve our community so please let us know your your ideas and we would love to see how we can partner together and again thank you ashley for having me this has been so much fun and it's been great i miss you guys all so much and i hope i can be back with you all soon we hope that as well
1: thank you for joining us all the way from venezuela We had to do some time uh time zone math in order to make this happen Um, but it worked out well (laughs) yes yes Thank you. Yeah, so again, if you want to get um, in touch with Fabi, the best way to do that is to email missions at b4church.org. We'll also have a link to that email as well as the For the City page on the website that Fabi mentioned. We'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. That's a great place to start if you're wanting more information or want to get involved. Um, As always, thanks for listening. We so appreciate all of our listeners. You would take the time to let us be a part of your day. If you want to make sure that you never miss an episode of the B4 Church podcast. you can make sure you're subscribed to us on Spotify or iTunes. That means every time we drop a new episode just automatically shows up in your subscriptions, makes life easy on you. If you have a question or a comment or something that you'd like to talk us to talk about on the podcast, you can send those ideas to podcasts at b4church.org as well. We will see you guys next week.